Welcome to today's edition of CS Computing News, in which we give you a brief but focused look at several of the biggest and most interesting technology-related stories. Our first story is, Digital Crime Wave Continues Unabated. The unprecedented series of high-profile cybercrimes that have occurred since late last year has continued, with banks and a huge home improvement chain falling victim this time. Recently, news organizations revealed that hackers deeply penetrated the network J.P. Morgan Chase, the U.S.'s biggest bank, stole an undisclosed number of customers' checking and savings account information, and may have altered and or deleted records. They reportedly got into the network by installing multiple types of custom malware, previously unseen by security vendors, on an employee's PC, and then exploiting a flaw in one of Chase's websites. J.P. Morgan says it isn't experiencing unusual amounts of fraud, which indicates the hackers haven't used the gigabytes of information they stole so far. According to investigators, the cybercriminals showed great skill and may be associated with a country outside the U.S. They suggested the Russian government may have launched the complex attack in retaliation for Western sanctions for its conflict with Ukraine. The FBI, the Secret Service, and other U.S. agencies are investigating. Hackers have also recently hit other U.S. and European banks. This week, independent cybersecurity investigative journalist Brian Krebs reported that hackers breached Home Depot's computer system and stole data for an undisclosed number of payment cards. It appears that hackers from Eastern Europe were inside the home improvement chain's computer system since April or May of this year and may have accessed information from all 2,000 200 U.S. Home Depot stores. This would have given them time to steal data from a large number of credit and debit cards, perhaps even more than the 40 million cards involved in last year's Target department store chain breach. Krebs reported seeing many new stolen payment card numbers for sale on black market websites shortly after the Home Depot breach. Our second story is NATO set to approve Mutual Cyber Attack Defense Pact. The North Atlantic Treaty Organization appears poised to ratify an agreement in which each of the 28 NATO nations would come to the defense of any member that's the victim of a major cyber attack by another country. The organization would thus treat a digital attack in the same way it treats conventional military aggression. This marks a big change from the 2010 rejection by NATO's governing North Atlantic Council of a proposed policy acknowledging that particularly serious cyber attacks should be treated like military assaults. The frequency and severity of nation-sponsored cyber attacks have caused NATO to reconsider this earlier position. Experts say that the most obvious target of the new policy is Russia, which has been blamed for computer attacks against Estonia in 2007, Georgia in 2008, and the Ukraine this year. Other major threats come from China and Iran. Despite the new pact, NATO itself has little in the way of cyber defense expertise or experience, despite the new security center the organization recently built. The organization thus might have to turn to member countries with strong cyber defense capabilities, such as the UK and the US. Even with the new agreement, some NATO officials say, they won't be able to draw up detailed plans for responses to attacks because countries with cyber defense expertise won't disclose their capabilities. In the proposed new pact, 
the organization has not specified exactly what would constitute a major cyber attack that would require members to respond. Some foreign policy experts say this is deliberate to force potential hackers to think twice before launching any attacks. Others say the lack of specificity weakens the effect of the upcoming agreement. NATO members' defense ministers already approved the pact in June. Our final story is, researchers use visible light for car-to-car -car communications. Researchers are working on a way to send signals via LED headlights to enable cars to communicate with one another. Intel and others are working on ways to use this approach to communicate details about a car's size, speed, and movements so that nearby vehicles could determine where it is and what it's doing. This could help drivers change lanes safely, avoid impending crashes, or just keep up with the flow of traffic. And someday, it could help enable self-driving vehicles. For years, Intel's been investigating visible light communications, also known as VLC. At one time, this was a hot topic, but it never became mainstream despite several commercial and demonstration implementations. Intel now says that car-to-car -car communications could be the technology's killer app. VLC systems modulate signals onto visible light. Photosensitive sensors, such as cameras, receive the signals and detect the modulations, which are then decoded. In cars, Intel wants to use existing LED headlights to send signals and standard cameras to receive them, which would hold down costs. An increasing number of vehicles have cameras for purposes such as helping drivers back up safely. National Taiwan University scientists are working on an affordable VLC system to make motor scooter driving safer. Using VLCs with vehicles faces challenges such as weather and sunlight causing signal distortion or disruption and the need for car makers to widely adopt the technology for it to be useful. Proponents say they want to see standards developed to help make VLC easier to use by and more acceptable to the auto industry. Thank you for listening and check back for another edition of CS Computing News.